Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more Reddit stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Well, let's crack on with today's first story. Much love, guys. Now, today's first story comes from a throwaway account and says, How do I, male 40, tell my kids, female 12, 15, and 17, that my infidelity is the reason for the divorce? I'm here for genuine advice, looking especially for advice from people who have been the child in this situation. I know I screwed up. I don't need anyone to tell me again. Two years ago, my ex-wife, female 40, found out I had been cheating with my current girlfriend, female 29, and immediately divorced me. We had a very civil split and both agreed to not tell our girls what led to it. A year ago, my girlfriend and I started renting walking distance from my ex-wife. This has muddled our 50-50 custody agreement as my girls sometimes come over while on their mum's week and sometimes go to their mum's on my week. They basically come and go as they please from both our homes but generally sleep at the custodial parent's house. My girlfriend has recently taken issue with this. She doesn't like that they come over without asking and that we get no kid-free time. She's asked me to enforce a boundary with my girls that they cannot come over on their mum's weeks unless we explicitly invite them. I told her absolutely not. I pay 100% of our living expenses and I'm not going to make my girls feel unwelcome in a house I pay for. She then made the comment that maybe they wouldn't want to come over anymore if they knew what I had done and with who. I've decided it's time for them to know the truth. I can't have this threat hanging over me. How can I do this? What do I say? Do I involve a third party? Should their mum be there? I just don't know how to admit I blew up all our lives for nothing. Has anyone gone through this with their father and came out with an intact relationship? Edit. Just breaking up with my girlfriend is not a solution to this. I'm afraid she will tell them out of spite, whether we are together or not. So as always, we have some relevant comments with additional information from the OP. So CandidSawfish522 says... She sounds like she doesn't understand you had a family before you hooked up with her and what being a parent entails. She sounds selfish. Her threatening to tell your girls that is awful and malicious. The pain she would cause them is unnecessary. My ex-husband cheated on me a lot and to this day, my adult children do not know that. They don't need to know that. Her dad may have hurt me and broke up our family, but I already processed the pain from the cheating. They don't need to go through it themselves. You have to ask yourself if you really like someone that would be willing to hurt your kids so she can have her way. Planning date nights and keeping those plans would have been an easy thing to ask for. When you have kids, privacy is really not super existent. You can still prioritize time with her without creating a shitstorm with your kids. She doesn't sound mature enough to properly have a conversation about making some time for you guys to have dates and spend some time together without asking you to enforce the kids staying with their mum on her time unfortunately. Not to mention you both hooked up 
when you were married originally. Not only did you step out, she was okay being a side chick. That says something about her character. Life isn't a competition to see if you will pick her first. First, it was your wife she was competing with. Now she has an issue with your kids. OP says, the problem is that during the first six months of our affair, before my ex found out, I was a shitty father. I would go on business trips all the time and was basically an absent father. I think she expected I would, I would be a weekend dad rather than want 50-50 custody. And it was a shock for her to spend much less time with me than before our affair was discovered. I will be breaking up with her for a multitude of reasons, but her understanding of our family dynamics, i.e. me never being around, has contributed to this as her expectations were based on a version of her father I didn't want to continue being. Next commenter says, Even when you tell your girls, you should still break up with your girlfriend. She sounds like a monster and threats prove she's a shitty person. Why isn't she contributing to bills? Opie says, I will be breaking up with her regardless. She's not contributing to bills because it's always been that way. I'm not stupid. A hot 26-year-old doesn't hook up with a balding old guy nearing 40s for his personality. This has always been a transactional relationship, but I stayed because I felt like at least I lost my family for something. And people have said, well, at least they are still together, slash they were meant to be, etc. Which made it seem less bad somehow. I'm aware this is stupid. Jay Edwards says, probably need to know why you cheated before we can come up with a solid answer. Dead bedroom, out of love, sexually incompatible. Opie says, I don't think it matters, but none of the above. I've been with my ex-wife since we were 13 and our relationship was generally great, even almost 25 years later. In therapy the past year, I realized that my problem was she has always been better than me at everything growing up and into adulthood. Better at sports, got better grades, got into a better school, better scholarship, better job, better parent, etc. At the time, she was also frustrated with me because I refused to leave my workplace for a job that paid significantly more. She never made me feel inferior, but I myself felt that I wasn't enough for her. My fault, not hers. When I met my girlfriend, I felt superior to her because I had more money, was more educated and intelligent, and had more materialistic things, and it was an intoxicating feeling. Even though I knew she was attracted to my money, in my value system, I was still superior and had the upper hand, so to speak. I felt like a big man. It's pathetic, and I'm trying to unlearn the way I think about people's worth. Secondary to that, she's not more attractive than my ex-wife physically, but I had only been with two people. And the second one was a one-night stand when we broke up briefly at 21. She was very interested in me and persistent and decently attractive, and that coupled with my ego led to an affair. It's not an excuse. It's something that could have been prevented by communication, therapy, but I was a different person a few years back. So, Opie did update their post and says, I took everyone's advice and involved my ex-wife in this situation. Safe to say she was pissed off at my poor choice in partners and having to deal with this BS, but we got together with the girls at ex-wife's house and told them. Many of you suspected the girls already knew incorrect apparently they thought we broke up because of my job and my refusal to accept a new one we did not lie to them during the divorce and tell them an untrue reason we just told them that relationship issues are private and we would be willing to have a discussion when they were all adults so thankfully there is no trust lost in my ex-wife which some of you were concerned about all my girls were incredibly upset they were being cordial with my girlfriend because their mum encouraged them to be civil but apparently hated her 
I couldn't believe I would give up my wife for her, our family, and their stability, which is fair. They are refusing to see me for now. My ex and I are going to get them into therapy and I'm hopeful that over time we can rebuild a relationship. My oldest is furious and has sent me some scathing messages and then blocked me, so I'm really concerned about her and I. I missed some of her huge life events due to my affair and I think that will be hard for her to forgive. As for the girlfriend, she is gone, plain and simple. She has her next partner lined up and is moving to be with him. I can't say I'm hurt about that, which shows how little I cared for her. I just feel relieved. A bunch of you suggested getting back with my ex-wife. Unfortunately, that topic has been breached when the affair was discovered and she was and is 100% uninterested. She takes her job as a mum very seriously and in her mind, the girls would eventually know that it would be setting a bad example for them to take back a cheater. Even independently of that, cheating has always been a deal breaker for her. I feel bad as she was planning on moving her partner in and now feels like she has to delay it until the girls are in a better place. She was really angry with me, especially for that reason. In her anger, she's also let it slip that her and her partner are planning on marrying in the next few years and having another child. She's never even shared anything personal with me past allowing me to meet her partner before the girls did, so that was a shock to me. I'm trying to process that information. That hurts more than my girlfriend cheating and leaving, which tells me I have a lot more work to do in getting over her. There is a permanence in her marrying that I am not prepared for. It's been a sobering experience for me. Thank you to everyone who legitimately gave me advice. It was very helpful. I thought I could in turn offer some advice. Don't cheat on your partner. The grass is greener where you water it and if I had taken the time, effort and energy I gave my affair partner and invested it in myself and my wife, I'd be incredibly happy right now. And as a side note to all men messaging, commenting and congratulating me for getting a younger woman, that shit doesn't matter. I've never looked at my ex-wife and thought she was old or unattractive and she was better in bed than my ex-girlfriend. This has nothing to do with getting a younger woman or trading my wife in. It had to do with a self-destructive ego that has led to the most important people in my life hating me. All that shit is irrelevant. Don't get caught up in it. But now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And let's move on to... An Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Another story from Cheap Protein 1992 and says, I said something cruel to husband during an argument over child discipline days ago. 
He is still upset and I may have ruined Christmas. Am I the asshole here? My 31 female husband, Greg, 33 male, and I have one child, Jacob, 7 male. Greg and I work on different schedules, including many weekends, so we spend a lot of time watching Jacob separately. I get him ready in the morning. Greg deals with dinner and bedtime. About a year ago, Greg started occasionally spanking Jacob for discipline when I'm not around, even though he knows I don't agree with it and I have asked him not to. This has happened a few different times over the past year. A few days ago, Greg spanked Jacob again and we had a big argument about it, not in Jacob's presence. I have been frustrated that Greg isn't interested in reading information against spanking. He says that Jacob doesn't care about being sent to his room or a corner, which is somewhat true, and that his behavior issues have improved since this started. Like a cliche, Greg says that he got spanked, he deserved it and turned out fine. Greg's late mother, Diane, even gave babysitters permission to spank her kids and it wasn't a big deal, according to Greg. Anyway, after Greg started referencing his childhood and his mother, I impulsively lashed out and rather harshly reminded him that Diane, A, considered him a loser and B, blamed him for a final illness and death. Now, Greg's brother is a primary care doctor who works in the government. Greg works in the financial sector and most likely does better financially than the brother. But over the years that I knew her, Diane was very open in thinking that a financial sector job was nothing compared to any kind of doctor and about her bitter disappointment and shame that Greg never got a postgraduate degree. In 2019, Diane was diagnosed with lung cancer, despite the fact she had never smoked. She reacted poorly in terms of mental health and had a rather hysterical response where she questioned whether Greg might be to blame because Greg was the only one in the family who was ever a cigarette smoker. Despite the fact that Greg quit years earlier before Jacob was born, Greg believed that he had rarely if ever smoked in front of Diane because she didn't like it. But she claimed that at least once he smoked while driving her in a car on a road trip and that there were other times. Anyway, Diane held Greg at least partly responsible for a lung cancer because of whatever secondhand smoke she experienced from him, and there was a rift between them. Diane even said that she was considering changing her will because Greg wouldn't take responsibility for the secondhand smoke. But before Diane could follow through on that, COVID hit, and while she was being treated for a cancer, she caught COVID during its first wave and went downhill quickly from that instead. Because of COVID, Greg wasn't able to say goodbye or try to repair the rift in person, and there was not even a proper funeral, even though Greg isn't the one who gave her COVID, which she actually died from, as far as we know. Her final comment on Greg was negative and blaming, unfortunately. Anyway, that's the background. I've apologized, but since I said this, Greg has been distant towards me, is sleeping in another room, and I'm worried that I ruined Christmas. Am I the asshole here? What can I do to repair this rift before Christmas? And the relevant comments, teabags and insults says not the arsehole. You have repeatedly asked your husband not to hit your child as a form of punishment and he's gone behind your back anyway. Frankly, I wouldn't apologize. Yes, you said something a little cruel, but it was impulsive and the truth anyway. I know that as adults, we hear from the term spanking and think, oh, it's not that bad. No, it is. From a child's perception, they're still being hit and caused pain. From a child's perception, it is also more frightening than it would be for us. Furthermore, you have already apologized. Forget about your husband's little tantrum. 
I think the larger issue at hand is his disrespect for your boundaries as his partner and the mother of his child. I think it's time to sit him down and stress the importance of discussing this and coming to a concrete agreement before he further fractures his relationship with his son. Opie says, I wouldn't say he's doing it behind my back. He isn't denying it or lying about it. He's doing it against my wishes. I can't say I've noticed fractured relationship between Greg and Jacob, but that may be among other things if this continues. To be honest, I'm worried that I'll have to give up the argument about spanking just because I derailed it with my comment. I don't want to give it up, but I also frankly don't want to deal with Greg acting so hurt and distant for Christmas. And the post was an overwhelming, not the asshole in this situation. Mostly saying, why do you want to be with someone who's, you know, basically passing on their trauma to their own child? But OP came in on January 1st and said the post ended up getting a larger than expected response. That response was turning increasingly negative. I got overwhelmed, so I stopped responding, but read most of them. This is a throwaway account, of course. A few things to clarify that maybe I should have explained better in the original post. When I referred to spanking, I mean that Greg hit our son Jacob, seven-year-old second grader, not a seven-month-old baby, on the rear end using his open hand. I haven't seen any bruising from it. I've done some research and my understanding is, where I live, it's unlikely that the Child Protection Agency would intervene, even if it was more severe corporal punishment like with a belt. But it isn't not that. This isn't already bad. Did Greg do it behind my back? Kind of. Greg works 9 to 5 and my work is mostly late afternoon and evening and we both sometimes work on weekends too. So our childcare time is mostly naturally separate. Greg wasn't secretive about it and told me what happened on each occasion. But continually dismissed me when I tried to explain why it was wrong and he should not. What he did was something that was pretty strongly against my wishes. When I wasn't there and it made me feel like I have to choose between my career and getting in the way of his. So that's why I was angry. To explain further, Greg started the spanking about a year ago when he decided that Jacob had developed understanding of right and wrong and therefore needed punishment when he misbehaved. He did try other things first like time out which was my go-to, quickly decided that those were ineffective and then tried spanking because of his own childhood. Before roughly a year ago, he didn't do much to discipline Jacob at all because he still thought of Jacob as more of a baby. However, what I actually said to Greg in the argument about the spanking was a bit more hurtful than how I described it in the original post. I said something like, you know that Diane died thinking of you as the second class loser who killed her, right? So I toned that down a little in the post. I used the phrase second class loser, not just loser, and the verb kill. In the moment, I meant to discredit what Greg was saying about his mother pro spanking parenting was fine, but the comment was pretty strong from Greg's point of view. And I do understand that. I was alluding to the fact that Greg's brother was the more favoured child to Diane. At least once they grew up and because Greg's brother is a doctor. Greg never had closure over Diane's death and her blaming him at the end of her life. And this is an extremely sore subject for him, which I am well aware of. Also I want to clarify that at the time of my last post, I did not want to speak to a mandated reporter type person, mainly because I thought that Greg would feel ganged up on. If I hadn't meet with someone who sided with me about the spanking, like any mental health professional, and that would be the wrong move after what I said. Again, I don't think our family would be in legal jeopardy based on this where I live. But it's also true that anyone can report for anything. You never know what other people will do. And if someone like that tried, it would be stressful and put further pressure on my marriage to say the least. 
Breaking up the family or more stressful issues isn't what I want. Anyway, Greg and I talked before Christmas Eve. He said that he still needed time to cool off and think on his own, but he agreed to pretend that everything was fine between us until after the holidays for Jacob and because our other relatives were around. So we play acted our way through Christmas and I think that was the right thing to do for Jacob. Three days ago, we had our talk. I did incorporate this helpful comment by WriterGirl2017 to help plan what to say. Basically, I apologized, but he didn't. And we are where we started as far as the spanking issue goes. Greg feels he did nothing wrong. He acknowledges going against me, but he doesn't think we have to obey each other. And that is normal for a mother and father to have different parenting styles and levels of strictness. He still isn't going outside his information bubble or taking research into consideration. He says he doesn't want to give up on our marriage because it's important for him that Jacob grows up in an intact home. But what I said made him question whether I love him as much as he loves me. And he is still very hurt that I would say that. I've tried many times to reassure him, but he is still cool towards me. So as for our marriage, Greg has agreed to start therapy for himself at my urging. But it will not be couples therapy or anything focused on his parenting. After he has done that for a while, he will consider doing couples therapy with me. And that's my update. Oof. That didn't feel like a good update to me at all. It doesn't feel like he's going to change anything in this situation. It just feels like they're dragging out the inevitable here. But now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Now, just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories. Your love, your support, your time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so, so much for being involved. And hopefully I'll see you in the next one. Take care and much love. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 